Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Hello and welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple, the podcast that is all about taking the complexity out of real estate investing so that you, yes you, person with the headphones on or listening in the car can take action today. I'm your host, Anthony Vecino of Invictus Capital, joined as always by Dan. Caught off guard? Didn't know where you were starting? Yeah, well, (laughs) I knew I was starting and I still didn't have anything prepared there for that middle name. I don't even know what episode we're doing. I don't either. So this is one of our beautiful 10-minute episodes where we're going to dive into a topic and try and explain it, simplify it as quickly as possible. Just give you the the pure nuts and bolts that you need to know. Today's episode is going to be the difference between good versus bad debt. Oh my God, this is this one. Okay, guys, here's our challenge to ourselves. We're not going over 10 minutes. We're not going to get on a rant. We're not going to do it. Only got nine minutes left. All right, so here we go. Dan, difference between good and bad debt, go. Mm. Good debt versus bad debt. I think the simplest way I can sum it up is consumer debt, bad debt. If you're buying things. That wasn't simple at all. I'm still confused. Consumer debt. If you are buying (laughs) a TV on a credit card, if you're buying a couch on a credit card, if you're buying a thing that sits there and loses value and produces no kind of cash flow uh, on credit, I would call that bad debt. And this assumes there's interest involved. If it's in one of those interest-free things where you get an interest-free uh, period of 12 months to, to buy the couch and you're going to pay it off in 12 months, great, do it. I'd, I'd vote for that all day long. But if you're paying you know, credit card rates to buy consumer products, I would throw that in the bad debt category. Good debt is debt that is being uh, used to acquire assets that hold and or gain in value and ideally produce cash flow mm, that cash more flow. than covers the interest expense. Yeah. So to recap this, you're saying that commercial debt is bad and debt that we use. Consumer. Commercial. What did I say? Commercial. I always do this with commercial and consumer for some reason. Consumer debt. And you're saying the type of debt that we go out and acquire assets that put money back into our pocket, that's good. Okay, so let me let me put this another way. Using debt to buy things you can't afford yep. and that don't put money back into your pocket is bad. Okay. So if I go out and buy a car, I'm buying that car because I don't have $50,000 just sitting around to go buy it. And it's not putting money back into my pocket. That's a bad debt. Yeah. Yeah. It's not doing you any favor. Okay. So now if I go and buy a house and I rent out that house, I can't afford to buy the house in cash. So I take out some debt and I put some renters in that house, and now it's paying for the mortgage and it's putting cash in my, my pocket. That's good debt, yes? It's paying for itself, yeah. Okay, now here's let's get into nuance now. What if I buy a house, I can't afford it, so I'd take debt, but I live in it. And so 
it's not putting cash back in my pocket, but I am paying down the mortgage. Is this good debt or is this bad debt? Assuming you can afford it and the uh, the appreciation is going to outweigh the cost of the interest, say, yeah, it's it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine debt. It's it's fine debt, and this is this is an important thing that I, I I pointed out this one because this is a hot topic I think for a lot of people when it comes to your primary residence. Is it an asset? Is it a liability? Okay, it's not an asset in the sense that it's putting cash back in your pocket, but it's also it probably maybe is appreciating. So, and if nothing else, maybe you are paying down the mortgage, so you could kind of look at it as an asset. But here's the thing: we it, to be a great investor. You need to understand how to leverage the different types of debt advantageously. And if you're looking at your primary residence and thinking that's the most advantageous use of your capital, then you're not really thinking about your capital in the right way. So that's that's my challenge to you. Yeah, and I'm thinking now that we're actually doing this episode, <clears throat> given the current situation with inflation and where interest rates are, uh, I got to say that some of the things that I would have previously thrown in the bad debt category might actually not be quite as bad and might be in that fine category now. Like what? Tell me what. Um, like a car at like 0%? No, I'm just thinking about, um, you know, it's just, I mean, if you're, if someone's offering you money at 3%, regardless of what you're going to do with it, like, take it. Like, <laughs> I mean, assuming like, obviously try to do something good with it, but like, I, I'm just trying to like, kind of think this through in real time. Like when someone's giving you, uh, let's say a hundred thousand dollars, they're going to charge you 3% interest and the money you're paying back is going to be worth 7% or more or less because that's what inflation is. Then it's, it's almost dumb not to do it. And I feel, I, I feel weird saying that. I don't think I should be saying that to people because I don't want them to actually just go and start taking out loans. But the finance geek in me knows that that makes sense all day long. Um, but well, it, I can't, in my right mind, recommend anybody do it. Here's, but here's how. Here, here got to do it. Right? Here, here's how you. Here's how I actually think about good debt, bad debt. It's not really about using like credit card because I use credit card to buy everything, mm-hmm. and I pay it down a month later, right? Like, and this is how a lot of businesses operate with like a thirty or sixty or ninety days accounts uh, payable system, right? Like, we're trying to delay when we have to pay on things. Mm-hmm. So the question really is. What's the highest and best use of your capital and use debt accordingly, right? Like the credit card allows me to use my capital more effectively because it allows me to delay the everything by 30 days and knowing the time value of money points and I get points like, yes, there's other, there's other great things there. And so when we're looking at the highest and best use, we have to take into account interest rates and payback terms. And so this is just it's a lot more complicated than simply saying debt is bad, mm-hmm. right? And or and it's also not as simple as just saying use ca- uh, use debt to go out and acquire cash generating assets. It's really about what's the highest and best use of your capital, and does the debt facilitate that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and then some, something else, just food for thought for people who aren't in like the ultra ultra high net worth category because we're not. But speak we, for yourself. We study this stuff a lot. We read a lot of biographies. We, we learn a lot about types of people who are in that category. And something to note is that the amount of debt utilized by the extremely wealthy out there is ex- extremely high, uh, largely because they have all of their wealth typically in some kind of asset. 
And it doesn't make any sense to start liquidating things in order to go make a purchase. So they're constantly taking out loans against equity holdings, properties, um, anything that they have. They typically will use debt to facilitate, and they pay a little bit of interest to do that. But, but it's, it's a tax-free, typically a tax-free exchange, right? And so exactly. it's super powerful. So why would you sell, like if you're Bezos and you've got you know billions of dollars in Amazon stock, are you going to sell a bunch, take a tax hit, and pay commission to go and buy a thing? Or are you going to go and take out a, you know, at that level, probably a one to 2% loan on your holdings to go facilitate a purchase you want to make? You're going to do the latter, right? It mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. So it's just kind of food for thought that the the people with the most money in the world use debt heavily, right? Not because they they need the money. They Not because they need the debt. It's the highest best the money, use of their capital. It's the highest and best use of their capital. It's the most efficient way to do it. Mm-hmm. So. And so all this to say, I don't know if this episode actually simplified or helped the conversation. Maybe it just gave you a new frame for considering this, but it's not so cut and dry and binary black and white to say this type of debt is good and this debt is to, is always to be avoided. It's not like that. And you have to look at your unique situation and what you're trying to accomplish and what your capital could do for you and put it through the different scenarios and stress test it and say, is this the highest and best use or is this? And that's really what I think debt is about is applying stringent investment thesi. Thesi? Thesis sounds gross. Thesis is. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Definitely that, not that last one. That's gonna be that's gonna be it for me, guys. I'm I'm sorry to have done that to you and put theses into your head. Um I hope you can forgive me. If you can, please go over to iTunes and leave a review. Um and tell me you still love me. So I'm sorry. We lost a lot of listeners on this one. Can <laughs> yeah. tell you that right now. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. We appreciate you listening. Real, real, real sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it won't happen again. Won't ever happen again. I hope this episode was at least a little bit illuminating, gave you a new framework for considering debt. Um, now get out there and, I don't know, rack up some debt. I'm just kidding. This nope. is not financial investing advice. Don't do as they say. Just, you know, this is educational and entertainment purposes only. Okay. Just entertainment. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.